Ladies and gentlemen, folks, happy new year 2021. It is finally here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. Of course, I'm joined by Mr. Tron Carter, TC. Happy New Year. How are you? Hello to Randy. Great to be back with you, my friend. Um, so great to be with you. And also with you. <laughs> um, yeah, just, you know, let's just fire it up, man. 2021 lid lifter, PGA Tour kicking back off. Uh, we're going to Hawaii. So we'll, we'll get into that with our guest. Uh, before we get there, though... You know what I'm going to do first? I'm going to throw it right now to Mr. Jeezy. Very important. Thank you, Mr. Jeezy, and a happy new year to you as well. I hope everybody uh, in your family had a wonderful holiday. Tron, uh, it's been a few weeks. Our last episode, we were in Houston. Do we want to start there? Do we need to revisit some Houston topics? Yeah, I think, you know, people are asking for some mea culpas. I don't think we're going to give them mea culpas. Um, like Texan M fans were all over, you know, the refuge and Twitter saying, Hey, what do you have against this? Is this a bit? Is this not a bit? Like, <laughs> it's absolutely not a bit. Like, yeah, I think, I think the whole thing's weird. Right. I, it, everything about it's weird. Yeah. Um, you got your yells and your, your uniforms. And, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's that people got in your ass about the pronunciation of a certain pastry. Oh, right. Um, God, I've already forgotten what it is. Do you, do you remember what it is? Well, you said, I mean, that's, that's a, I think, I actually think you pronounced it right in collage. A collage. Yeah, absolutely a collage. I looked up the historical pronunciation is a collage. I believe the Texas folks have bastardized it to become uh, collage. Collage. Just sounds stupid. So we will not be apologizing for that. I, in fact, if you'd like to apologize to me, for actually having the correct historical pronunciation, I will accept those apologies. Very cool of you. Uh, is our donut shop, o- shop open here? In, it is. Uh, here in Jack's? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I got to get there this actually, weekend. Actually, yeah. When we were driving back from from the airport, yeah. I saw it. I passed it on my way home. I was like, wait, there's a Shipley's. It was the most serendipitous. Well, like, I got to think our, our visit to the Lakewood Church and, you know, Seeing Pastor Osteen may have, you know, may there may be a, some may, prosperity. Yeah, in may have played a little role there. You know, hey, we'll give you a donut shop over there. Yeah, uh, and then there was, you know, there was also relative controversy uh, <laughs> from many corners on the HEB that we went to. Many people were saying that the <sighs> that the one in Klein with a K uh, was is not is not an indicative or not a not a satisfactory HEB and and they were saying well you guys clearly chose that one because you knew it was a shitty one and all that listen you're only as strong as your as your as your weakest link I thought we made that quite clear uh, it was the nearest HEB between where we were at at uh, 
Champion Golf Club and the airport. And so it was it was on our way. We stopped. Uh, there was no conspiracy to pick that one. Um, that one left us wanting a little bit. I understand there are better HEBs. There are, I think somebody was saying, a, a Taj Mahal-like experience <laughs> at one of them. Uh, and certainly I would I would love to go there. But all I can judge HEB on is is what I've seen. And frankly, it's, it seems a little overhyped. But, you know, we'll... Yeah. We'll continue to monitor and, you know, the situation. Are, well, you, you need to go Central Market. Listen, I've been to Central Market. Central Market isn't HEB, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and then I, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on here locally. Um, a lot of rumors flying around about the Jaguars. Oh, my gosh. Doug Marone's out. Coach. Yeah. You know, I like Doug Marone. I think they, <laughs> well, they, I can't, that they shocks played. me. <laughs> that absolutely shocks Why? me. I. He he was so mediocre at Syracuse, and he's been nothing outside of the one year where they you know almost won the AFC. He's been so mediocre here. I, I don't get what they may have gone one in fifteen, him. but I think I don't think like he could have lost the locker room. They he didn't. They played hard. <laughs> Bunch of professionals in yeah. that locker room. Uh, but yeah, if they if they bring in fucking Urban, oh my god. Uh, I'll tell you this: if Herb if Herb comes to Jacksonville, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. You're gonna move. I can't do it. Can't, I've already shared a city with him once in Columbus. I will not share a city again his with her. Wacky ass wife and his bullshit like leadership stuff. No, I'm not having any of it. But you know why I think I think Jacksonville's very attractive for him because we have the Mayo Clinic. Mm. He might be able to do like uh, Hugh Freeze and just coach games from from his bed up <laughs> up in the Mayo Clinic. Uh um. <laughs> He's gonna glom on to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he might. He'll probably bring in Tebow as a you know special advisor or something. Maybe Aaron Thal. Maybe run it back with all the boys. God, <sighs> Ryan Stamper and uh, I'm not, the Pouncey Twins. I'm not ready for it. Speaking of Herb, what'd you think of the college football playoffs? Uh, I didn't really watch. Really? Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm kind of out on college football these days. Yeah. Uh, with all those likable teams in the playoffs, you didn't. You didn't <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. who do you root for when when the Buckeyes? I do. I you know what? I respect Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day has done a good job at Ohio State, and he seems like a class guy. Yeah. Um. You know, juxtaposed with who he replaced. So yeah, I think you know. But I mean, like, who do you root for when you're I, Dabo versus? Well, I, I rooted for Alabama over Notre Dame. I will never root for Brian Kelly and. I feel similarly. That he's coaching Notre Dame and all their wackiness. Uh, that was easy. And then I actually found myself rooting a little bit for Ohio State. I would much rather Ohio State win than Dabo, uh, you know, keep doing his smug routine everywhere. I'm a little disappointed your guy Zach Taylor's back. <laughs> I know. With the Bengals. <laughs> Mike Brown refuses to pay coaches not to coach football. But Pac-Man threw a support behind him after he beat the Steelers, too. Amazing. So, Pac-Man's. If, if you don't follow Adam Pac-Man Jones on on uh, Instagram, he's been in fuego lately. Please follow him. Truly, you don't you don't know what you're going to get day to day. It is it is one of life's true <laughs> mysteries what you're going to get from him. Um, and then yeah, and then otherwise, you know, um, big news broke today: American Airlines oh, no longer allowing. Gosh. Emotional support animals. That's got to feel like such a victory for you. I've been fighting this battle for going on 12, 15 years now. It's, it's truly, I, I think, 
the most important fight you could fight. And I thank you from and the bottom I love, of my heart for I your service. I love dogs. I'm a massive dog person. <laughs> I know you're not. But, you know, hopefully United and, and uh, your friends at Delta. They ha- have you talked to your suit? people at United? No, I haven't. I need to contact customer care and just tell them to, you know, get on there. You know, I'll call the, I'll call the premier line. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Get on your horse. So yeah, I think, you know, I, I had a I had a, a dog shit on my foot one time. <laughs> on the way back from San Diego. A little turbulence. On and, American. Any the last time I flew American. Oh my it's god. Unbelievable. And the lady, I don't know what like, like what did you do? What it was like this little dog and it was like little like squirrel poop kind, oh. you know, it was like those little round things. So it's just it was not good. Not, not good. Not good at all. Um, you know, you had a private take that I that I wanted to commend you on. <laughs> a private take. <laughs> well, you texted it. Uh, you were all on board the the Tua Stinks bandwagon. Oh yeah. Which you yeah, know you 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 broached that with me. You know, maybe eight to ten weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I've, I've been on board for probably six to eight weeks now. And and I think you know I think the rest of the world is starting to get on board too. Yeah. Uh, man, that that changed quickly. Um, all right, before we get any further, I want to quickly interject and thank one of our sponsors for today's episode of the, of, uh, the trap draw podcast. And that is whoop whoop is a fitness wearable. Uh, hopefully some of you guys got, uh, a whoop subscription for, uh, the holidays makes a great gift. There it is. (laughs) Uh, it's a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and just normal stressors of life. TC, I was glued into my uh, into my whoop over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, I can report that it is crazy, crazy, crazy accurate uh, with any changes going on uh, with your body. So it, it brought some peace of mind and some confirmation, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> I got the vid over the holidays. So that was tough. Uh, one of the, the absolute red flags was a, a, a jump out of nowhere in my respiratory rate. And um, I got tested that day. And uh, the next day, I got my positive uh, result back. So unfortunately, I got hit by that. I have uh, a little congestion left over, but but I'm doing well, thankfully. But no, I just wanted to commend Whoop. Um, you know, they're, they're, the data that it provides is... Is really eye-opening, and you know, I, I know we've talked about it before, but until you go through it, it's like, yeah, it, it did exactly pinpoint um, the symptoms onset in my body. How so, much did your respiratory rate go up? So I'm normally in like the 16 to 16 and a half range. It's a pretty tight band that you're in normally. Now, granted, like if you go out and party, or you know, if if you do stuff to your own body that you, I, had a th- I had a three percent recovery. You, you can artificially yeah. do things like if you're under tons of stress. Um, there are things that can happen, but so I'm in that 16 to 16 and a half and I had not had a drop of alcohol. I went to bed at a great hour and I woke up the next morning and it showed an 18.1. And I was like, I like, I just know it like that's it. And then the symptoms kind of came on a couple days later and yeah, that was, that made for a fun holiday. But, um, if I wasn't an acolyte before, I, I am completely a convert. It it passed a, a real life test for me, and um, not that it will one hundred percent identify uh, COVID, but it it certainly can give red flags uh, and some you know tip offs on certainly when to go get tested. So, 
We thank them. Uh, right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code TRAPDRAW at checkout. One word, TRAPDRAW. Go to Whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com. Enter the code TRAPDRAW, and you can save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. Now back to uh, our regularly scheduled program. TC, what other business do we need to take care of here before uh, before getting to our guest? Uh, um. God, otherwise, I know we, I want to acknowledge our friends at Bradley. We had a little friendly oh, of course. wager. Um, uh, Mr. Fags, uh, Mr. Kevin, you, you may have seen him from the Strapped Peoria episode. Huge Bradley guys, Bradley alums. Bradley took on Miami of Ohio in uh, men's basketball. The Spreadhawks. The Spreadhawks, which the Spreadhawks covered, but tough scene late. Uh, Miami... Blew an eight-point lead in the final four minutes and and lost by one. But true to their words, Mr. Fegley, uh, Mr. Jones, they they both shotgunned a beer on social media for us, so that was fun. And yeah, it, as did you and DJ. I thought that was really big of you guys. I don't. I just. I fucking hate shotgunning. <laughs> well, listen, listen. Uh, that's that's all right. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. You know, er, a couple. Early NBA uh, nuggets for anybody? I know your sons look really good to yeah, start the Kings year. Yeah, your Kings beat my sons the other night, though. Kings look good. Now the Kings look like they're absolute garbage. Um, Hawks are playing well. Honestly, the Hawks are playing well. Yeah, Gallinari's out for a couple of weeks, but... Um, they um, That roster is really coming together. I still don't like Trey Young, though. I just can't. I can't do it. I <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. Uh, he, he's, he's good, though. I mean, if you surround him with some good defensive players, I, I think... They're fun. They're at least a yeah. fun team to watch, which is more than you could say about a lot of Hawks teams. Yeah, most most <laughs> Hawks teams. Um, Luca seems to be doing his thing in Dallas. Uh, you think Harden's going to get out of Houston? Uh, I, yeah, I, I just don't even want to acknowledge the guy. I don't even care. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, there was a clip last night of him. It looked like somebody at the Y. Oh, he looks pudgy right now. Yeah, <laughs> he was just dribbling through his legs <laughs> repeatedly for like eight seconds, and then just took it to the hoop. It was, it was oh, not good. God, it'd be so miserable to play so, with him. Yeah, no. Otherwise, I I need you getting into the Jack's local politics scene here. There's so much malfeasance going on. Well, I saw Lenny Curry, Mayor Curry's getting in people's asses on Twitter. Well, that was just because some guy called his wife <laughs> ugly. What else is going on? There's all this Lot J stuff with Shad Khan. He's trying to get all this public money. Course. Or like in like interest free free loans and stuff, and then um, you know basically he's trying to um, you know, he's trying to hold London over over the city's oh. head and all that you know that whole charade all over again. It's the worst. But then there's also a public utility JEA Jack. It's like the Jack's Energy, the Energy Association. Yeah, so it's like a you know they have like eight billion dollars in assets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they like you know totally cloak and dagger the city council or the like JEA board was trying to, like, un- under the cover of night, like, spin them off into, like, a private entity. Huh. And there's, like, a federal investigation now. There's all sorts of, like, city council investigations going on. It's going to turn into a big thing. Uh, you know so. what? I, I, I've I tried to pay my uh, my energy bill online. That's Beach's Energy. Oh, that's separate? Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, they need Beaches to use... Energy is good. Well, they need to use some of their assets to fix their web security, because my browser will not let me pay online because it's not a secure website. Maybe you need to fix your web security. I don't know. It says... it says you. Oh, their their site's not secure? Yeah. When I try uh, to log on to pay my bill, it says... Hate that. No, this is not a secure website. Like, yeah. 
Uh, so I, I, I think I just got to go in in person and pay it. Um, anyway, um, Hawaii, Hawaii, TPC, uh, Kapalua. Just, ca- just, Kapalua. just Kapalua. <laughs> no TPC. Yeah. Uh, I regret the air. I'll, I'll get out in front of that one. Um, yeah, tournament of champions, limited field. Although they've invited some some noners, <laughs> they've, they've invited some some non desirables. <laughs> Tough scene. Uh, Finau's definitely going to win this of week. Of course right? he's going to win. Of course he's going to win. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be the most delicious asterisk uh, ever. Um, well, who did we? You know, kicking off the season. I, I think we could have gone so many places. Uh, yeah, and we did go so many places. You know, you know who I think of first when I think of Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard. No, that's a great guess. <laughs> guy started his coaching career there. Rick Pitino, your guy. Are you kidding? He started at Hawaii? GA at University of Hawaii. Huh. We would have had to record this podcast <laughs> at night if we were doing it with him. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how we would have gotten a, a microphone into a sarcophagus. <laughs> Terrible echo. Um, <laughs> I see the... Uh, um, Oh, I thought that was Brian Adams, the singer, but it's no. Brian Adams, the professional, that guy's Canadian. the professional wrestler. Uh, so... That's why he didn't call us back. We sent it to the wrong person. Um, Cedric Sabalos, <laughs> born on Maui. That's awesome. Uh, former Slam Dunk champion. Yeah. For for your sons. Uh, David Copperfield. Really? Yep. Uh, Jason Elam, former NFL kicker, big-ass leg. That would have been a good went one to, to Went to University of Hawaii. Uh, Neil Everett, ESPN sportscaster. I don't oh, yeah, know the, the guy who does Sports Center. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what his connection was. Jack Johnson was born on uh, Oahu, I believe. Singer songwriter didn't return our phone call. Yeah, I don't know why. I can't figure out why Neil Everett is. He's from Portland. He went to school at University of Oregon. I can't find any connection to Hawaii. Yet he's listed. Um, well, if he gets back to us, maybe we can ask him that. Yeah, uh, Chris Fuamatu Matafala. Of course. Horse, Lene Kikua. <laughs> we she could she not. Run, I, well, I thought we really had a chance at her, I and mean, we could not run her down. I think she would have been a great interview. I think she would have too. Um, gosh, so many people. Uh, George Harrison of the Beatles. He, he had a residence in Hawaii. He took up residence there. Honestly, this would have been an interesting one. Remember Bethany Hamilton? Yeah, the, the girl that got her, her arm, arm bit off by yeah. a shark. That would have been fascinating. Yeah. Didn't didn't. Didn't respond to <laughs> Didn't get back to us. Uh, that was tough. Gosh, who else? I mean, I'm, you know, we're only halfway through the alphabet here. Uh, oh, Kimo von Olhofen. Oh, your guy. No, that guy, that guy is one of the, he will forever be in Bangalore as the guy who assassinated Carson Palmer's ACL in the, uh, in the playoff game. That guy, that guy ruined, I believe, what would have been the best Bengals uh, team and season, probably since the Super Bowl of 1988. That's tough. Yeah, that was <laughs> tough. Um, you know who I didn't know who was from uh, Hawaii? Bette Midler. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Nicole Kidman because she was born that in Honolulu. Too. Yeah. Crazy. I w- she must have dual citizenship then. Um, obviously, yeah, I, I want to give a shout out to our close friend, the Kamish. Oh, uh, he's a massive Bruno Mars fan. Bruno Mars, obviously, from Hawaii. Well, and I want to say, Kamish, we support you in this troubling time. Anthony Lynn, his boy, just got fired in San Diego. Yeah. That's hard. Uh, so, Kamish, if you're listening, we're sorry. Speaking of San Diego, Travis LeBoy, 
ex linebacker for the Chargers, or maybe current linebacker. Who who could say? Um, Kelly Preston, uh, wife of John Travolta, oh, actress, of course. Um, Troy Polamalu, that's know, a good one. Great, great lettuce. Um, was Junior Seau Hawaiian? I think he was Polynesian. Polynesian. I don't know if yeah. he was Hawaiian though. That's yeah, that's an important distinction. We'll have to get into I, that with absolutely with, uh, with Poosh. Uh, uh, Kurt Suzuki, oh, Kurt huge. Ketcher, Washington Nationals. Huge. Uh, speaking of it, the, the flying Hawaiian, Shane Victorino. Of course, of course. So yeah, I mean, I think God, I think I think we're probably scraping the bottom of the barrel at that. We all those people declined us, every single one of them. Well, to be fair, some didn't get back, which. You know, makes yeah. me think. Eric Shinseki, the the first Asian American four star general in the United States. You know who we didn't even ask? I'll even admit it. We didn't even ask him. Tad Fujikawa. I, I think he would have done it. I think he honestly. I think he would have done it. Yeah, Tad, if you're listening and want to come on next week for the Sony Open, we would. That's, love that would be the to more appropriate you. week. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, and the big wheezy. Yes, the big wheezy. Of yeah, course, that was a little bit of a miss. So. And 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 your boy Bo, who's <laughs> Bo? Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, well, allegedly he's from Hawaii. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, who did who did we who did we finally run down? We got a pseudo Hawaiian. Grew up in Hawaii, Mister Poosh. I'd say a real Hawaiian. He's a Hawaiian. He spent the first eighteen <laughs> years of his life there. Mister Poosh, Poosh Daddy, Micah Pushell, uh Lead singer, frontman for the band Iration. If you don't know Iration or haven't heard their sound, uh, check them out. They're all over the place. If you've watched any of our stuff, you've probably heard of it. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, I, I'm guessing you've probably, you, you probably know who Poosh Daddy is. Yeah, Poosh is Hawaiian. So who better to, to start the New Year with than a, than a nice, friendly, uh, nice, friendly face? Should we get to it? Do we need a, anything, else, uh, anything else burning? Oh, I think that's it, man. All right. Um, well, let's kick it to Mr. Poosh, and um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Before we do throw it to Poosh Daddy, I want to thank our other sponsor for today's Trap Draw episode, and that is DraftKings. The return of golf means the return of some golf uh, sports book and uh, daily fantasy. If that's more your jam, you can uh, head to DraftKings. They have brought their expertise to legal sports betting here in the United States. It's a legitimate sports book, uh, so you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure. It's America's top-rated sports book app. It's safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. TC, uh, I know we, we picked some golf already. Uh, besides PGA, is there anything uh, hypothetically that you would have your eye on this week? Some NFL playoffs, perhaps? NFL playoffs. Actually, I love betting early season NBA. I think that's where the value is. Some wacky scores, too, man. Like, there have been some absolute blowouts early in the year. Yeah. You, you don't quite know. Well, and, and they're doing all these, like, back-to-backs and stuff with, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a lot of lot of teams mailing it in every every, <laughs> every so often. And, you know, if you track it and you kind of keep your finger on the pulse of a team, you can... Um, you can you can make some things happen there, but uh, yeah, NFL playoffs. I feel like the matchups are lopsided. Uh, right? the, my favorite matchup, I believe, the Ravens and and Titans. And yeah. I apologize, I don't have the line in front of me, but I, I think that would be a good game. I, I think those teams play some proper football. 
Yeah, I'm just not. I'm, I'm not a variable guy. But uh, Derrick Henry against that defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, check it out. You can. Uh, DraftKings has NFL, uh, soccer, PGA, NBA, all types of stuff going on over there. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code NLU when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code NLU when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. We thank them for sponsoring the episode. And now on to our conversation with Pooch Daddy. Oh, Mr. Pooch Daddy. What's up? Welcome to the Trap Draw. Happy New Year. How the hell are you? I'm great, man. 2021 is the best best year ever <laughs> um tc where should we start uh gosh push let's see where should we start we should start with uh all right so hawaii mm-hmm. <laughs> is this what <laughs> yeah hawaii that's right <laughs> uh islands push what are the what are the islands of hawaii the okay so there's the island of hawaii which is the big island where i'm from and then there's maui uh oahu there's lanai some people will call it lanai but from what i understand and i've spoken to the elders about this it is actually lanai um oh sorry no it's lanai and then there's molokai (laughs) and they say molokai (laughs) Uh, which actually means stone. I think it means like stone in the current. So Molokai is actually the, not Molokai. So when somebody says Molokai, sorry, I had it backwards there. So when people say Molokai, they're overpronouncing it. Uh, then there's uh, Kauai, Ni'ihau, and Koholave. Yeah, I feel like ni- you nailed them. Is, is Ni'ihau or Koholave, are those the forgotten man of the... Yeah. Yes. So Koholave was a basically just a bomb site for the military for there's no there's no inhabitants on the island. It was just like a testing ground for like bombs and military stuff. And then uh, Ni'ihau was actually privately owned. And um, it's like a lot of native Hawaiians live there and they live like a very old school native way where I don't I mean, to be honest, you hear very little about it. There was all these like rumors that if you went there, you'd get chased off the island by like, you know, native Hawaiians with spears and stuff like that. And this is stuff that we were hearing growing up there. So it's not like it, it, you know, it's but, not like they're just after howlers, right? Right. Yeah, they're not just going after 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 the tourists and stuff like that. But you know, I I don't know how much of that is actually true. I've never been there. I don't know. So who knows? Can we play a little matching game with you? Sure. Is this a new thing? <laughs> well, each island has a nickname. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. So right. do you want me to give you the, the nickname or do you want me to give you the island and you can try give to guess the, the nickname? Give me the, give me the nickname and then I'll see if I can give you the island. All right, we'll start with an easy one, the big island. No, you're supposed to give me the nickname. That, <laughs> Mr. Poosh, that is the nickname, <laughs> the big island. 
Oh, well, Hawaii. Then well, I thought you were going to say like the actual. Okay, never mind. Well, I, I told you we're starting easy. All right. All right. The next Hawaii, one. Hawaii, Hawaii. Yes, correct. The next one is the gathering place. Uh, the gathering place is Oahu. Correct. Uh, what about the Valley Isle? The Valley Isle is Maui. Correct. Uh, what about the Friendly Isle? Friendly Isle, it's, it's got to be Kauai, I guess. Or, I, thought, right? I thought Kauai was the Garden Isle. Kauai, Garden Isle. Yeah, it, no, that's exactly right, it, TC. So it's, Lena, it's Lanai then? No, it's Molokai. Wasn't that the one that was the leper colony? Yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. Lanai is the Pineapple Isle. What? And the, and the Larry Ellison Isle. Right. <laughs> yeah, Larry, Uncle Larry, that's what we call him. The Forbidden Isle, you can probably guess which one this one is. That would be Niihau, yeah. Yep, right. and then the last one is the Target Isle, which that's a good nickname, considering what you told us. <laughs> the Target Isle. <laughs> um, the, pub- the Publix Isle. <laughs> which Isle are you from? Uh, I would be from the Big Island, which actually... Is the Orchid Isle, I believe. That must be what the locals call it. Yeah, it's the actual nickname, I think. <laughs> and what and so what what part of the big island? So I I was born in a kind of a small town called Honoka'a, which is uh kind of it's on the Hamakua coast, which I grew up on sugar plantation. So my dad my dad worked for a sugar plantation, which was Hamakua Sugar, one of the largest producers of sugar in the world at that point, I believe it was CNH sugar. And um, so I kind of grew up in the midst of plantation, plantation housing and, and sugarcane fields, very rustic living. Um, a lot of like we had actually lived in a, cause my dad was a supervisor. We had a separate housing section with like bigger homes and nice big yards. And then there was, kind of the camp where a lot of the migrant workers were lived and everybody lived for free. You know, you didn't pay bills and pay for your housing or anything if you worked for the plantation. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I grew up, grew up there. And then I moved to Waimea when I was 10, which is Kamawela, which is what they call it. Up kind of. So where you grew up, that's, that was like Northeast, kind of like yeah. Northeast shoulder of Mauna Kea there. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the north northeast side of the like, island is like the Hamakua north coast. Of, north and, of Hilo. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. And so you kind of go over the, if you go the way that the road works is that you kind of don't really there's not really a road that travels all the way around that north point. It stops. And so you have to kind of cut across where Waimea is through Waimea to get to that side of the island. Is that where Parker Ranch is? Yeah, Parker Ranch is in basic it largely surrounds Waimea in Waimea. So all the way up the slopes of Mauna Kea and it stretches all the way around and it's huge, super huge. How long did you live in Hawaii? I lived there until I was 18. Um, Then I moved away for college. Uh, Went to school in California, little liberal arts college called Pomona College. And then uh, went there for four years and, moved to Santa Barbara after that and have been in Santa Barbara since. So 16 years in Santa Barbara now. Do you live on the Isle of Vista? <laughs> I never, I, I, when I first moved here, I was a, or even before that, I was a vi- very frequent visitor to the Isle of Vista. 
which um, is basically a town run by children. Uh, <laughs> it's like populated by nothing but college college students. And there's a f- maybe like six like Mexican families that have homes there from like back in the day and they still live there. And um, other than that, it's just nothing but kids living in, in houses. Like every street is a house with like 10 to 12 kids living in like a three bedroom and paying like exorbitant amounts to live there. It's pretty cool. It was cool when we were, you know, when you're, when you're 19 or 20 or 21, it's sure. Uh, it's, what do you, all right. Uh, Hawaii. What do you think the biggest misconception about Hawaii is? Uh, I mean, I think the biggest misconception is that it's like, a, it's the, the standard, oh, everybody's just over there, you know, s- sipping Mai Tais and surfing and doing hula and stuff like that. I think it's, Oahu is bigger than, s- s- like, half the cities that we, you know, I tour through on, you know, on a, on a national scale. It's massive. It's, there's a million people in the city. Um, every island has a completely different thing going on on it. Not yeah. completely different. But. I was blown away at the traffic. So I, I've been to Maui twice, and then last time I went over, I went to Oahu, and the big island. And Oahu, I've never seen traffic like that. Even Atlanta, D.C., L.A. Like, it was the worst traffic I've ever seen. So do they have infrastructure, my- or is it just like two-lane roads that H1 get and backed H- up? They have, like a, they have like the Hawaiian interstate, like H1, H2, but there's not – it's it like all bottlenecks, right? Yeah, no, the infrastructure is awful. And – uh, basically, you know, my wife went to school, got her master's at university of Hawaii. And so she was living there and teaching there after she got her master's and I would go back and fly over there and stay with her. And she would work every day and, you know, she had the car. So I would drop her off at school so I could get around during the day. And I sit in that traffic every day back and forth. So <laughs> on the, in the morning and then on the way back and it was seriously like mind numbing. Like it's so bad. You're literally in a crawl for the entire stretch. There's never a point where it like opens up for a hundred, hundred yards or something like that, where you can kind of feel like you're moving. It's literally just like, you know, you're like creeping the whole way. And they've been trying to build a, like build a, a train system, right? Yeah. A rail or light. Yeah. Light rail. And that's a light rail and it's caught. It's costs multiple billions of dollars to to build and the locals hate it and they don't want it and it it only goes like to into eva beach like that's the as far as it goes and then it kind of goes like partially way into this the city i i've seen like some video of it starting to kind of function but i don't even know if it's up and running yet and i think a lot of people just hated it and they hate the idea of it I don't know. I don't know if it's going to fix the traffic. I think they're trying to trying to do whatever they can, but I think there's just too many people and the infrastructure is so so poor that there's nothing they can do. Are there uh, are there changes seasons in Hawaii at all, or do you just get numb to the weather? It's very slight change. I think you know right around this time of year, December, it it kind of becomes the rainy a uh, rainier season. So you get you get the more of the rain and the wind, and then the waves pick up. So this is actually kind of like prime time in Hawaii right now, which is right around the time when they have the pipe masters and the world surf tour comes to Hawaii and takes over the North shore. 
the waves are just this is the when the big waves come so that's kind of the seasons it's like summertime it's a little bit hotter maybe uh the waves go down get more south shore waves and then in the winter you have the north the north shore and just bigger swells come through power power rank the islands glad you asked that tron (laughs) I mean, that was on my list. Thanks, thanks, pipe master Randy. (laughs) Just, just no any any way you want, Poosh. These are your power rankings. Randy Kahanamoku, Landis. (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, for me, I'm 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 going to give the Big Island the number one, the power spot, just because you can have any experience that you want. If you go to Hawaii, you're not going there to freaking, you know, pop Molly and go to the club, right? You're going there to like, I mean, maybe you are. You could but probably do that on on. You could do you that. Know, Waikiki, you, could pop, yeah. you could do whatever you want. So, you you go to the big, you go to you go to Hawaii because you probably want to relax, you probably want to get a tan, you probably want to see some nature, play some golf, uh, whatever it is you want to do, drink drink, you know. And uh, the Big Island has pretty much everything. It's big. It's it's not just a. That's why they nickname. call it the Big so, Island. Big fucking island, man. <laughs> it's not just a clever nickname. It's big, it's big. It's vast, and it's not. It's really not as developed. So there's lots of places where you can go, and you can be on a beach alone. You could be, you know, you can have the resort experience if you want. You know, we have, I think, the best resorts in the state are on the, uh, the Kohala Coast. So we have the Four Seasons, and it's yeah, Mon- population Monkey, density uh, wise, it's it's. Much lower than Maui or Oahu or even um, Ku- Kauai. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Randy, have yeah. you ever been to Hawaii? Never. Never? Never. What? Never, Poosh. Dude, we got to get you over. I'm going to get over to Hawaii and just start shocking everybody. Is that what you do? Is that, God, is that what gonna, locals you're do? Gonna get, you're going to get detonated by locals. How many times in a given day do you throw the shock at people? In California, very rarely. And it's mostly probably just it's more of an insult. Like you cut, if you, somebody cuts you off and they like, they like give you one of these, you're like, in Hawaii, it's like anybody, you know, that's, that's it's going out the window of your car. If you don't, if you don't shock them, it's one of, it's just, you just kind of throw one of those, like while your hand is on the top of the steering wheel, it's just a, like that. Just a quick one. Easy. You don't make an elaborate scene out of it though. No, like, no. Like you, you certainly don't shake that's it. That's how you. That's how you immediately red flag yourself as some <laughs> as a, a suspicious individual. Is if you throw a very rigid, hard, wide shaka at somebody, you're you're immediately flagged. And what, uh, what if a six yeah, a white guy got off the plane and just started just big wide shaka and everybody? They'd probably thought they'd probably think it was funny to be honest. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. how often? How uh, push? How often do you get back? Usually try to get back once a year. Um, this is, you know, usually around this time, Christmas time, or um, it used to revolve around uh, my wife's schedule. She's a teacher. So the Christmas break or the summer break, those would be the times to go. We Some some years we go more than once, maybe twice or three times, and then sometimes we go once. And it just depends on now that my, my sister has kids, so we're trying to get back and, you know, it's tough. My my dad lives on Maui and my mom is on the big island. And so, you know, having to get over there and try to get to two islands is always tough. And 
you know, it's a pain in the ass to break it up. And you have a week or eight days to, to be there. It sucks to have to pick up and, and move, but you know. What, uh, what's the most popular way to get in between islands? Is it just hop on a little plane? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they have boats. He's, he's laughing at me. I don't know if the, yeah. do they run ferries or something? Oh, okay. They, they, Big they, ass the, waves, Randy. Yeah. There's the channel is gnarly and, and, uh, the channels. And also it's pretty far to be honest. It's, it's a few hundred miles. So you have to kind of, not a hundred miles, but like 80 miles or something like that. Yeah. I mean, especially between, between like Oahu and the big Island. Yeah. And when you run from the big Island, a lot of flight, you know, that's a, that's a kind of a jump to walk. If you're going to Maui, it's like a, I think it's an 18 minute flight. I don't know what that trends to. Yeah. Um, It's the only place I've ever taken. Minutes to, it's the only place I've ever taken a helicopter before. Really? Yeah. Took a helicopter. We were staying in Maui and took a helicopter over to uh, Molokai. Yeah. It was yeah. cool. Those I, So they used to have, they ran a, they ran a super ferry from uh, Maui over to Lanai for a while because they were, they had people that were working at the hotels over there. And uh, I guess the, the ferry was interfering in the path of the humpback whale migration. Mm. And they were, afraid that the ferry was going to hit like a a humpback or something like that. They come. So the humpbacks come every year from Alaska. They breed channels between Maui and those islands. And so it's like a, a very popular thing with the tourists to go whale watching there. The whales are there, you know, they're spouting, they're jumping. You see it on the broadcast every year. And uh, so it was a big backlash. They it ran like twice and then they pulled it and they're like, you know, they spent all millions of dollars on this giant ferry and then they just beached it. And it was like, that thing's done. All right. So going back, I don't think you ever answered the hold on power rank. <laughs> okay. Well, no, okay. yeah, so, we yeah. stopped at We stopped at the big Island. So I would say big Island. Number one, my personal number two is, is Maui just because I, I grew up on, over there. Um, that's one of my dad's side of the family's from. And then three, I would give to Kwai. Um, arguably the most uh, beautiful scenic island of all. Probably just go with Oahu 4 just because it has all the things that you associate with Hawaii. It has, you know, Waikiki, the North Shore. Is that where Honolulu is? Yeah. Okay. So that's where Honolulu is. You know, it's just it's would, a massive. It's a city. You know, it's a giant I, city. I was so. blown away, though, like... So I'd flown through Oahu before, and then my my aunt and uncle. I have an aunt. I have an aunt that lives on the Big Island, uh, just kind of up the up the volcano from Kona. Um, and then I have I had an aunt and uncle that lived um, in Honolulu. Um, he was in the army, and I always thought of you know Oahu as just kind of suburban, kind of you know coastal suburban kind of thing. You get over on the other side of the mountains there. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, like that that backside of Oahu is is crazy all the way up to the North Shore. I mean, that was probably no. the, the most wild, rugged stuff we saw on the whole trip. You know, in, well, it it's yeah. beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful. It's the west side of Oahu is really nice, uh, like kind of point over by Waianae. It's localized zones, north the North Shore, beautiful. Like it, it is a beautiful place. Like the North Shore is an awesome place, and. Um, it's fun to visit. When I'm there, I'd prefer to be in those places, just mm-hmm. out of outside of Honolulu and Waikiki and that that's space. But you know, if I had a choice, I'd go to the other islands. Plus, the golf is better. I mean, for me as a 
when I'm in Hawaii, I'd like to play golf, like to be outside. And so I just prefer the golf on the other islands. Wahoo's kind of limited that way. What's your, what's your go-to for golf? Uh, in, on, on the big Island, my go-to for golf is, um, a little bit of a mix whenever I can get out at, uh, Hualai or Kukuiula or not Kukuiula, sorry, uh, Kukio or Nanea, the fancy private spots. Our, our friend Chuck. Oh yeah. That's Chuck. Right, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know them. <laughs> uh, you know, your boy Chuck and, uh, is he, does he sponsor the trap draw as well, or is it? I mean, indirectly, just in spirit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. I think he listens too. <laughs> Friend of the program. <laughs> I need to talk to him about about my uh, some stuff. By the way, exactly. That's their uh, whole tag. Just, just talk, talk to Chuck. To Chuck. Yeah. You put me in contact with Chuck. That'd be yeah. great. Um, yeah, they're Mauna Kea, and uh, I think the, the kind of Mount Alani now. I think since Troon Troon took over at Mount Alani, they had a lot of issues with conditioning. I just think they, the courses are pretty cool, but I think they were uh, kind of struggling with the conditioning. And I think Stroon took it over. And from what I heard, it's a lot better now. So there's a course I remember. So we drove from Kona, like all the way down to the volcanoes, you know, national park. But yeah. on that, on that little, like, uh, you know, there's like a black sand beach down there. And then there's this little, um, I think it was like a, a Japanese real estate development called Sea Mountain. Yep. Down there on yeah. you know, on like the the main uh highway there, but it's like overgrown now. I think it's like the the um the you know local neighborhood people like they they still go out and like maintain it or like cut the greens or whatever just to keep their property values up. But it's like that that place always fascinated me. I don't know why. It just I think it, I think it was laid out by like Robert Trent Jones Sr. too. It's in Punalu'u, and it's it was where when I played junior golf when I was a little kid, that was where the year end tournament was for us. And so we'd all go out there, the group of kids that I did it with, stay in the houses there, and we'd play Sea Mountain, like we'd play two rounds there or something like that for a weekend. And uh, that place is really cool. It, I think it's closed now, but okay. um, yeah, it was really cool. It just had kind of a really old school vibe. The 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 grass over there is just kind of whatever is growing and growing in wild grass and crab grass and stuff like that. But it's cool. It's right by the ocean and it has the black sand and the black rocks and the bunkers I think had black sand in them and stuff like that. So it's kind of different. And some of the biggest turtles I've ever seen on that beach right there too. Big Mass, ass turtles, out, massive turtles. So. Shout out to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hawksbills they are. Is what they are, the Hawksville Turtles. Uh, big, big news lately. The volcano is back on, right? Yeah. Comes and goes. It's huge. Uh, <laughs> no, it, uh, it, it had been a few years since it erupted. Like it, they haven't had any fog or anything like that. They, and then all of a sudden, it started bucking its head again, like a couple weeks ago. So, Poosh is yeah, downplaying so us. Like, for like two years, for yeah, it's always a bigger deal like on on the news than it is in Hawaii. Like people in Hawaii are like, oh, what's going on? Cool, you know what I mean. And uh, it go it ha- it just it ha- happens every few years. It, we get the vog. You know, we had there was a about a two two year period where the vog was really bad um, in like seventeen eighteen yeah ish, really bad. Like I'd go over there and it was like your eyes kind of feel it. And do they name the vog? 
Like like Carl in San Francisco? Vic, Victor the Vogue. <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's just Vogue. I mean, it sucks. Volcanic fog. Yeah, it just sucks. It's, My aunt and uncle were like, it. they were getting so fed up with it because they live up, you know, up at like, I don't know, probably eight, you know, six, eight thousand feet, like above Kona, and yeah, 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 and the vog just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and then one day the volcano just shut off, and like they didn't have any more vog for like three years. Crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, and when it so when I the last time I went back, uh, it, it was gone, and it was like what happens is when it's there, it kills the view a lot of times. So it's like you're driving down the coast, and usually there's just like crystal clear, beautiful view of the ocean. And when the vogs there, it just ruins it for, for everybody. So if your family members living up on above the coast, like looking down, they probably have a really nice view of the coastline. And when the vogs are there, it just shits on it. So they're like, you know, I'm sure they're a lot happier that it's gone. Yes. And I think most most people that live there hate it because it it like affects your breathing. It mm. it agitates your allergies. It's like noxious gas essentially, sure. just cruising around throwing you a really stiff shock it's like every day. it's like riding around with neil in a rental car and he's and he's and he's drooling the whole time you know oh god it's, it's literally hot boxing the island <laughs> um mr poosh i maybe we should have started with this question but uh if, if you don't mind me asking are are you hawaiian on both sides of your family no i'm not i'm actually are you hawaiian on either side of your family no oh well, okay he's Can, a howler <laughs> I'm, I'm half Japanese. Okay. Tron, Tron knows this. Um, half Japanese and uh, half white. Howley. My mom is from from Dodge City, Kansas. No kidding. And uh, yeah, my dad is born and raised in Maui. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Well, all right. Uh, there you have it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. There's a there's another backstory that you're trying to put the math together. It doesn't make sense, but. Uh, uh, and, and your wife's Scottish, which is sweet too. Yeah, my wife's from Glasgow, so she's a Glaswegian. Relocated to Gla- yeah, Glaswegian. Relocated to Santa Barbara. I moved to Santa Barbara. She moved to Hawaii. We met, and it was weird. Like she was living in Hawaii, I was living in Santa Barbara. So how, one of those weird things. But how, how did uh, and forgive me, we're if we detour a little from Hawaii, but I think it's worth telling the story. Like how how we met you and became friends with you? How did we meet? Well, you? <laughs> do you remember? I, I I think okay. Well, I would I when I've I'll, I'll just start from the very beginning because you know this is the trap draw. So when I first decided we were going to go to Scotland with my with my wife to see her family, I was you know obviously got bitten by the golf bug heavily. So I d- delved way in on like golf golf architecture pod podcasts and i was just looking for any golf content i could get you know at that you're point. sick I was, of. I was yeah i was DVRing morning drive and, and shit like that so it was like just anything i could get my hand golf related and i stumbled across i think i was on twitter stumbled across the nl the nlu uh twitter account and i was kind of tuned into a couple of the pods, early days pods when Ollie was overseas and, and uh, you know, just there's a couple other guys that I think, well, we won't have to name names, but um, I think it just, I just was like making it known that I was a fan of the pod and was listening and <laughs> da, 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 da. And, and then we, I think we did a, we did a, a pro-am 
right? Was that the first time we actually met each other? Was the pro am in? Oh, uh, out at uh, Aviara. Yeah, yeah. That's the that first time the, I ever heard of classic. Yeah, so we got put in the same group, and uh, it was with with uh, me, Tiffany, Joe, Brown, and, and uh, yeah. uh, Jane Park for the back nine. Who who was That's there right. from our side? You and Solly, or you Solly and, and, and DJ? And DJ, yeah, and okay. DJ. And actually, I had met DJ before, um, and we'd played golf at uh, TPC when I was in when I was there, and so I met DJ with, and we played golf with like Johnny and and and. Um, Evan Geiselman and stuff at uh, Dive Valley. Yes. And so I'd played, I'd played a, like I'd spent the day with DJ and like we'd hit it off. And, and uh, so he was there and then I met you and Solly at the, uh, I think it was the parents party or something like that. Yeah, or, Tremendous hors d'oeuvres at the parents party. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just vibed right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> it was vibey after that. We saw you in Scotland uh, and you've been a tremendous friend and and yeah, Poosh, uh, ambassador with, for us as well sally and i played with Poosh the morning that you and dj were gallivanting all over st andrews yeah played with Poosh at crail and almost got killed six or seven times by stray golf balls i was having a shocker that day that was a bad day we we got for to wait golf as far as my golf is going well i was gonna say we got to wait in line with you at the old course you made us you made an appearance we got to play the pipe in uh tour sauce season four california you guys got fully piped. Yeah, um, which the Dokito is 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 repiping it. I'm so stoked on that. Dokito might be the pipe master right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to creep into Doke's DMs. I'm like, I'm one step away from like straight up just DMing him and being like, hey, uh, can you just acknowledge that I exist? I've been playing this course for like six years and complaining about it for three and a half. And when I found out, you know, it's funny because I talked to Shackleford. I know he, I think they, they put out a bid, like they add a bunch of guys put bids in. And so he mentioned that he took a look at it with Gil Hans and, and some others. And I guess they had just been asking like everybody to do it. And so I don't know what happened. I, I know it's the, it's a tough property just because there's a lot of, it was an oil refinery and there's a bunch of stuff that go, you know, the California Coastal Commission is kind of a bastard to, to deal with. And so who knows? They say, you know, maybe a couple of years before they even break ground, but hopefully it's, I'll uh, still be here to. It's a much needed addition to the Santa Barbara golf scene though, right? It really is. And there, like a few years back, there was a, a Corin Crenshaw design that was supposed to go just north of there, like five minutes on the coast. And it got curtailed by a, a frog that's supposedly – like a, or it's a frog or something like that. That was an endangered frog. And so the same frog is actually preventing dope from moving the pond on 18, the finishing hole. Where, where Neil Piper. almost murdered Solly. That's, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Uh, that was one I of the coldest, that, that was, that was one of the close. coldest tee shots I think I've ever hit that morning. You guys like, if for, when did you, what, what month was that? Was it like February? February. Yeah. Yeah. Just like an early abnormally February. cold and crappy week of weather you guys got. But. Mr. Poosh, what's it like to be a rock star? <laughs> uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a rock star, but I'm. What, know, how I'm how, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I, I'm. A, I get to play music for a living, so that's awesome. 
Uh, I think I've never really subscribed to the quote, I'm doing air quotes, rock star thing. Um, I just kind of think that that that's a little, you know, passe at this point, you know, <laughs> it's like, I think it's much cooler to be, to be someone that's uh, down to earth. I mean, we, we all had our phases when I was in my twenties. Yes, of course, you're partying a lot, you're drinking a lot, you know, it's hard to be in a relationship that works, you know, and I have a wife that I love and a family and a daughter now. So it's like, it's hard to have those things if you're blacked out five nights a week. And uh, I was for a long time from stretching from my fresh freshman year, probably the end of my senior year in high school, all the way till, you know, probably my early thirties. What? I'm still in my thirties, just FYI, but I'm just my early, early thirties. What's so, on your yeah. rider? Anything? Oh, great question. Anything of note on that? Great there? question. Mr. Poosh, I hope you answer this honestly. I will. It, it, it used to be, it used to be uh, a bottle of Jim Beam and socks and uh, like. Any, any preference on the socks or just, just any socks? <laughs> No, it was like crew socks, like just any clean socks that you could get when we were on the road. So um, occasionally there's be like, there'll be somebody will put something weird in there, like a you know, toothbrush or something like that. I forget it. Now it's like, it's a, a lot bigger, obviously. Than it used to be. <laughs> Again, rock star. But, yeah. So it's like hummus, <laughs> like Terra chips. It's very healthy. We're, we're all trying to, some, be somewhat healthy. Carrot chips like, are expensive. One of the hardest things on the road is like um, not eating like shit. Part, part of my part of my French is like taking a shit. So like um, you don't want to be constipated because like almost as soon as you get on the road, you 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 get constipated. It's not has nothing to do with what you eat. You can eat the same diet, but you get on a tour bus and all you of don't want to take like, a dump on the bus. You get a little yeah, anxiety you going. You yeah, you, you get a little so, locked up. It was like being in the RV, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So you can't poop. You can't poop on a tour bus. That's like number one rule. No, no number two on a tour bus. So unless you're the Dave Matthews Band, right? <laughs> well, Dave Matthews Band, they just dump. They actually that's the story has been changed, but they actually just dump their their pee tank off the bridge in Chicago onto a unsuspecting boaters, <laughs> which is totally illegal. And like everybody, everybody does it. Like all the buses dump it, dump their tanks. Like, but they'll be like in a stretch in like Wyoming and they'll leave like the gas station and they'll pull off on the side of the road and act like they're like changing a tire and then they'll dump the tank or something like that. <laughs> Everybody does it, but the, you don't dump it in over a bridge in Chicago in like a major like metropolis, like Chicago into the river. Like that's just a poor decision. Do on you have point. like, I had a, uh, God, I used to have to do all the riders for all the artists at the Ritz in Atlanta, and it was the 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 one that really set me over the edge. Besides Mariah Carey, she needed thirty she milk, right? Thirty gallons of organic milk. Where do you put milk. where do you put thirty gallons of milk? In the bathtub. All of it? Yes. <laughs> she bathes in it. So, I have a crazy. Yeah, and then, crazy but but story. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Tell that. Well, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to broach that, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to think about Mariah Carey anymore, like in any normal way. Yeah, we'll we'll make we'll make that one a a members only. Uh, But and then and then the other one was Seal. We had to get like seven different types of maple syrup. 
Mm. And he and he had all these teas, but he dripped the maple syrup <laughs> down his throat. Well, I seal. Mean, yeah. You can't really argue with the product. Exactly. He's got, a, he's got a golden voice. He's got the, he's, he might be the pipe master. <laughs> he might he could be another pipe master. What? Uh, I, obviously, COVID has has kind of wrecked the the touring operation. I would think, but what? I, I, but prior to this past March, what's your time split between time at home and time on the road in a, in a given you know calendar year? Yeah, I, I mean, well, it used to be a lot heavier. I think in the early days, was touring, you know, three times a year when you're doing seven, eight week tours. Now it's, it's a lot lighter. I think we, uh, because the shows are bigger, you can, you can do less of them. And generally it's probably two major tours a year. One, one big summer tour, uh, major markets where you're hitting all the big cities and then either a fall or a winter uh, mixed in with kind of one-offs and maybe some like weekend, weekend warrior stuff where you're doing, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two or three week run here and there in the, on the Western side of the United States. So maybe 120 days a year of shows touring with, you know, maybe a little bit more time just in the travel and stuff like that. Coolest place but, you've, you've performed. Uh, it's hard, hard to deny Red Rocks in Colorado just because it is such a badass place to play a show and it looks cool sounds good and i mean there's just something special about that place i i kind of i was worried i'd like built it up in my head and then went to a show there a couple years ago and i was like whoa like yeah this place is like (laughs) there's a reason pretty much the coolest venue i've ever been to (laughs) yeah it's it's it really is one of those places that it gets built up but it doesn't it doesn't disappoint it's legit and then you're good at playing golf on the road too i think that's a really I like really respect you that like you get out and about and you explore the cities and you try to, you know, go play interesting places. Yeah. I think that's kind of been my, my modus for the last, you know, since I really got geeked on golf like that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what's your favorite part of the, uh, the music process and like what, what gives you the most joy? Uh, I, I like writing. I think writing for me is, the, the, the creative part of it is the best. I mean, that's what I, I do the best. I think mm-hmm. not the best, not the best singer. I'm not the best guitar player, but I think I'm pretty good at writing songs. I think that's what kind of my strength is as a, in this world. Um, and I enjoy that the most. I just think that's the coolest thing is having a, something, creating something out of nothing, you know, basically it just comes out of coming out of thin air you know, that's why I think songwriters and song creators and crafters are like the most impressive people in the industry. I mean, obviously talent is, you know, song, singers and stuff like that are talent at a high, high level is, is like undeniable. But um, I'm it, just, for me, I'm more into the, that stuff, the songwriting and the crafting. Once things open up, like or back up, is it going to be like, is there kind of a pecking order of like, all right, the big, you know, the big acts are going to, are going to, it's going to be a sweep. Yeah. It's like, it's like everybody's <laughs> going to want to go back out on tour immediately oh, yeah. and kind of, you know, make up for lost time and make some money and all that. But like, how does that flow through the system or how does that flow through the hierarchy? Well, it's, it's going to, first of all, it's agencies. So, you know, the CAAs and the, the WMEs and the, 
you know, paradigms of the world are going to be battling. And it's basically all they they do is they take their biggest acts and they leverage all the small acts against the bit with the big acts. So it's like, Oh, you want to, you want, uh, you don't want to put iration on this like Thursday night and blah, blah, blah. Well, we are going to withhold Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, well, we don't give a shit about iration <laughs> put them in there, whatever. You know? So it's like, it, it's just one of those. And it's like a, a ladder effect essentially. And so, yeah, I mean, we're not competing with them because they're playing in arenas and they're playing in, in fields and and we're doing amphitheaters and we're doing large, you know, indoor venues and, and stuff like that. It's a little different ball game and it's uh, and, and vice versa. We're not competing with acts that are going into theaters and smaller mm-hmm. uh, scale venues. We're doing, you know, there's a it's like a there there's just different levels, right? So the amphitheater level is below the arena level. And so those acts are battling each other. We're battling the other amphitheater acts, which, you know, luckily there's not that many, especially the, the, the ones that do summers are generally in a specific genre type. Um, and is there, yeah. is there like a big, so as far as amphitheaters, like are you guys kind of just firmly in that, kind of in that um, category or do you flex one way or another? we're probably on the lower end just because we only have done one headlining amphitheater run and that was in 2019. And so we played a lot of amphitheater tours, but that was the first time headlining it. So um, yeah, we'd probably be low on the pecking order, but realistically, but I mean, it looks like we're going to go out with a bigger act this summer. I can't say who, but it's a bigger act and they're firmly entrenched in it. So I think we're good. Um, the plan is to go out in, in 2021 in the summer, but who is knows? it Chevelle? Just tell us if it's Chevelle. <laughs> Delicious. I, you know what? It could be. <laughs> if it'll get Randy out to the show, it, I'm telling him it's Chevelle. Um, yeah, Poosh, I, I, I think I'm still hung over from the show in 2019. <laughs> I, I, that was, that was, I puked in the Uber. On the way home. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't handle myself, man. <laughs> Hey, no one's, no one's judging, man. It happens to the best. Was, uh, is it fair to label iration in the music you play? Is it, is it, uh, sunshine reggae? Would that be the most accurate genre? I hate that phrase. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. I don't know. It's like like calling Randy an influencer. (laughs) Yeah. No, he hates that. That's the wick. That's the wick. Somebody coined it on Wikipedia. I don't know. It's from like an interview. That's where we get all our info. Yeah. Yeah. From a long time ago. And it's, it's stuck. <laughs> whatever i mean just not, straight not up reggae songs are sunshine like yeah sunshiny happy go lucky songs i mean i would i yeah you know i mean it is what it is i think people call it lots of different things like west coast reggae california reggae i think we just call it reggae rock okay because we're play our music is played on alternative rock stations for the most part if it's on the radio um, it's it, obviously reggae influenced. It's also played Hawaii, on. So. It's also on Jimmy Buffett. It radio, is on the Jimmy Buffett <laughs> channel Randy, on Sirius XM. Every time I get that's in Randy's where, car, that's where I catch you. That's where I catch you. Versatile. We're. It's a. It's a. You know. Well, I'm hoping once be a lot of different things. Once you tour with Chevelle, you might show up on uh, Turbo <laughs> XM. That's uh, the goal. I mean, channel 41. It's all a ploy to get on Turbo. What uh was was it always going to be? Kind of the, the reggae style music for you? How, how did you come to write that type of music? 
no, I mean, when I started playing guitar in college, I didn't start until college. I was kind of late. Um, like at all? You, you had never played? I played music. I played Hawaiian music in okay. high school and local music. And I always, you know, I sang in, in, the, in the choir in high school and, and did the music thing, got the music prize in my high school. And so I was like firmly entrenched in music. I went into college as a music major and got there the first day and my music advisor pulled me in and she was like, you know, here's the classes you got to take and da, 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 da. And it was all these, you know, it's all music theory and classical and a classical voice and stuff like this. And I was like, eh, I just want to kind of go drink a bunch of like, you know, Milwaukee's best light and like play caps or like, you know, beer pong and just, just be a, kind of a derelict for a couple of years. And so I did. And then, uh, that was, that was our plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The difference between Randy and I was Randy went to class. And I, I didn't go to class. Randy had some discipline and we weren't yeah, into was, music. That was about it. I have, so I, my freshman year, I, one of the, the my, my, in one of my classes, I never, I never would go. I would just be, it was at like eight 30 or nine in the morning. I would, could never wake up. So I was too hungover. And my professor assigned one of the girls in my class to come because she lived in my dorm to come by my room and wake to get me to go to class. So it was so funny. She'd like come and like knock on my door and she'd be like, she was like this very nice, like kind of sheepish girl. She's like, hello, is Mike, is Mike, Mike, I'm, I'm going to class. You want to go? And I'd be like in my bed, like, uh, I'm not going. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay. Hi. And she's like, leave, you know, that's a that's a true beauty of a I, I take it Pomona is, is probably a small school. Yeah, sixteen hundred. I, I was gonna say you probably you know the bigger schools the professors you know not only do they not care they probably don't even know you. Uh, it, it, uh, Pomona is that there's like four or five other schools right there too right. Right there's it's the Claremont Colleges it's a consortium so there's five five schools there it's. Pomona, Claremont, McKenna, Scripps College, which is all girls school, Pitzer College, and then uh, Harvey Mudd, which is an uh, engineering school. So it's, and you can cross, it was cool. You could cross register at all, any of the schools. So you could take courses and stuff that was better at other, other schools, or, um, you know, if you needed a class didn't fit your schedule, you could cross register at the other campuses and they're all right next to each other. So that was cool. And you got kind of, the bigger college, middle range college. So I think there's like five, 6,000 kids total in the, all of them, 1600 kids in each school. So you have this small school, but you kind of had a medium range college vibe. If you put the, you had parties that were all five colleges together and stuff like that. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Going back to Hawaii real quick. Will you, will you power rank the, the volcanoes on the big Island? Yeah, well, again, Monica, any criteria you want to use. <laughs> yeah, just Monica which one you big, like the Monica best. Is the, is the biggest, the tallest. It's the most famous. It's it's the, uh, it's the tallest the, mountain the, in the world, the, right? The, it's the Kahuna, as we would say. Because it's like it, you're like measuring it from the sea floor to from the, its true. Yeah. So f- from the, from the below sea level where it actually starts, because it is a volcano starts, you know, underneath of the level of the sea. It's like 33,000 feet. It's taller than Mount Everest. So it's the tallest mountain in the world from, I think from the sea level, it's somewhere in the like 18 or 19,000 foot range. And uh, so 
Mauna Kea one. Mauna Loa would be number two, which, which is, is actually which the, is Long Mountain, right? The longest, Schlong, yes, Schlong it's the, Mountain. It's the biggest. You'll get Schlong in the there. World by by area, okay. So by surface area, it's the biggest mountain in the world. And then we have, I would say, number three would probably be Hualalai, which is of course the one that's above Kona. It's a it's dead. It's a dead volcano. It erupted. That's why there's all the lava rock uh, around the that side of the island. Is you know when you drive out of there, people are like, "What the hell is this?" I didn't paint it, and it's because it's just lava rock and nothing, black lava rock. And they're like, "I don't. This isn't Hawaii. I don't paint it there." It's like just give it a second, all right? You get to the beach in five seconds, and then uh, I think the Kohala Mountains. They're beautiful, but they're not quite as vast. And then, or and it's also dead, been dead for a long time. And then I think Kilauea, you know, it's a crater. I don't know if you call that a volcano, but um, Kilauea. What do you think? I mean, it's Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Right. It technically is coming out of the side of Mauna Loa, but Kilauea Mm -hmm. is the crater. And so that's where the eruptions are currently happening. It's an active volcano. It always just blows me away too when you see it on the news and like, yeah, it's going down towards Leilani Estates and like, like, why did anybody build a fucking house down there? Okay, so you want to know why? It's because they have squatters' rights in that part of the island, and and uh, nobody want they won't insure any houses or, yeah. or properties on the side of the island. So people will squat, and once you squat, I'm not sure exactly the time. Like five years, like or something a like year, that. Or okay. five years, something like that. You get ownership, and so people will squat there, and they'll build. But <laughs> there's under the under the the threat constant threat of a lava flow, which in, you know, it, it, the last one that happened, I can't think it was a couple of years ago, wiped out a ton of homes, like just blew up a bunch of people's places. And, and uh, these really beautiful zones down on the, that side of the Island that were ancient Hawaiian uh, fish ponds and all these like really old Hawaiian families had homes down there. It just rolled right over it, took all of that stuff out. So it's pretty crazy. I mean, I kind of think you kind of, you don't really think about it as much when you grow up there. And then when you kind of get looking back at it and you see it from over here, it's like, well, that is pretty crazy. You know, which one, which, which mountain is it? Mauna Kea or Mauna Loa where the, the observatory is? Uh, they're on both. Okay. So the main, but the main, the main one is on Mauna Kea just because it's higher into the sky have you been up there at night and like seeing i mean i know like i i just remember like like driving over the saddleback near where like waimea is it's like that was crazy just to see like the the stars there i can't imagine what it looks like no it's unreal i mean doing the the sunrise up there is a definitely an experience i'd recommend if you go to the big island is get up there before the sun rises and when you get all the way up there it's really high you get the altitude headaches and all that stuff and um, sometimes it's harder to hard to breathe if you have those type of issues, asthma or whatever. Um, but if you get all the way up there, it's really really cool watching the sun kind of peak. That's right down Randy's alley. I feel like of course, of course. I, w- I wanted to ask you. I'm always curious about um, what's the what's the relationship? Is there uh, much friction between Native Hawaiians and? Uh, you know, other people like, like what's that dynamic like? So, yeah, I mean, um, I think the, the majority of the friction is not happening with native Hawaiians and the people that live there. I think the, the majority of the friction is people that are visiting and 
it's just a Hawaiian thing is, is respect, right? Like, I think that's the number one thing is when you go there, as long as you're respectful, you're nice, you're not treating anybody with disrespect or, uh, you know, treating anybody in a, in a way that you wouldn't want to be treated golden rule esque. Uh, I don't think you run into any problems, to be honest. Like most local people are, they know, they know that Hawaii is powered by tourism. They know that, that a lot of the people that work, work there and live there, that their jobs are powered by, by tourism. And, and obviously people desire to go to Hawaii because it's beautiful and there is a special thing that's happening there. But if you go there and you get off the plane and you start throwing rigid shot, rigid shakas and cutting people <laughs> off in traffic and like, you know, talk like getting, pulling a Karen or something inside of a grocery store and like complaining or making a scene that's asking for somebody to like put you in check and they will. It's just one of those places where the old school rule of law kind of, there's not really a lot of gun violence in Hawaii, but there's, you might get slapped if you, uh, <laughs> if you get a little out of control and that's just, it, it, I think it's to be, to, to me growing up there that way, nobody gets too uppity. Nobody gets too, you know, thinking that they're better than everybody else. It keeps everybody on a level playing field. Like nobody's, nobody's immune from, from getting slapped. Like Bill Gates could walk into like food land and like throw a hissy fit. And the guy might walk from behind the counter and just give them quick slap to the face and be like, yo, no, that's not happening here. Bill. Well, what's funny you bring up food land. Is that the, is that the oh my dominant preeminent are, grocery store? Are we ready to go here? Are, are we doing that? Yeah. I was going to say, um, food land. I, yeah. It's, it's the, the biggest, I would say, you know, it's, um, that's can you, where, can you imagine you know, the logistics the to stock episode, stuff you know? in Hawaii? I can't imagine the logistics of doing anything in Hawaii. I know. Like that's gotta be the toughest part about living in Hawaii, right? It's just the cost of goods, cost of goods, cost of gas, cost of living in general, housing, roughly similar to the West coast of, you know, in California. Um, But the cost of living, yeah, it's exorbitant just because everything you're paying for the shipping, everything. Like I think it's like 80 or 90% of all goods are shipped in. So, you know, you're paying for the gas to be shipped in, um, you're paying for all of your store-bought goods just because most of the stuff that they grow in Hawaii gets exported. So, um, yeah, it is expensive. You know, you go to buy a pack, of, you want to buy a pack of twelve, 12 pack of eggs, organic eggs. It's like eight ninety nine or something at Foodland, or you buy a gallon or of milk. It's you know five ninety nine or something like that. And so, yeah, I mean, the only thing that's relatively cheap is like the the fish. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember going to the, um, like, on base. It was, like, Fort Shafter, and they, they had, like, you know, ahi tuna poke for, like, you know, three ninety nine a pound <laughs> kind of thing. It was sick. Um, but then, then like, went to the grocery store with my aunt and uncle in on Kona, and it was, like, we went to Costco. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, you, so you got Safeway, so, Costco, Walmart. So yeah. Safeway. Costco. So every Island has like their own chain as well. Um, the big Island has KTA, which is, uh, a Japanese family, local Japanese family owned, um, Safeway, Safeway, Foodland, 
like times is another one. Um, and then they have all these little, like there's a local market in every town, you know, there's little markets and little, all the little zones where you can pick up, you know, the basic necessities, but Hawaii is very much kind of a, a Costco. Like you get all your majority of your, your, your goods at Costco and then you supplement with Which whatever makes sense. your local store yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, food land, one of three food lands in the United States. Uh, un- totally unrelated. They're all, all three of them are totally unrelated to each other. Uh, really? Yeah, there's another Foodland brand. Where in, are they? In Western PA, uh, West Virginia area. I'm shocked they're not related. And wow. then there's another one in Alabama. Huh. And they have the same logo as the Pennsylvania based chain, but they're totally separate, which is wild. Uh, and the Foodland in Hawaii, founded by Maurice J. Sully Sullivan. I thought you were going to say from, Sully Sullenberger. From uh, Ireland. Oh, Irish immigrant to Hawaii who started the grocery store. That's so pretty cool. His One of his progeny I went to high school with, and she was like, I, I don't think I spoke to her more than three or four times in high school. And when we graduated, she invited me to her graduation party. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go. It's, you know, just, we're, I don't really know her very well, you know, but she invited me. So I'm going to, I'll go and say hello. And so I went over to her house. I show up at her house. It's in Puaco, and it's this like incredible, this giant, incredible estate on the water, <laughs> and it has one of those pools that like stretches out into the ocean. Like, and I was just like, "Wait a second, this <laughs> this girl like I had no idea, I had no idea." And they're like, "Oh yeah, Candace Sullivan, yeah, that, she's a her grandpa's like, you know, did Foodland." And I was like, "Oh, okay, now this is making sense." Like. But it was one of those shocking moments where, you know, at the school that I went to, there was a lot of kids like that where, you you know, it was a private school and it was a boarding school. So a lot of kids were there and you had no idea who their parents were. And they ended up being these like, you know, big wig people. Yeah. Who who do you grow up rooting for? Like, uh, is everybody a Hawaii, University of Hawaii fan? Yeah. Yeah. Go Bows. They used to be the Bows, you know, Rainbow, the Rainbows. Sure. And uh, now they're the Warriors, it's Rainbow Warriors. So. Why'd they change? Uh, uh, you, you know, I just think that maybe the, maybe the Rainbow wasn't the most uh, intimidating mascot. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was some other alternative uh, theories. I, don't, I honestly don't remember why. Um, I, think I think it just had to do with the football team like not wanting to be the rainbows anymore. Was that, was that pre or post June Jones? I was just going to ask about June <laughs> I Jones. I think it was, I think it was during June Jones, to be honest. Um, he sounds like the type of guy who would make that change. He was the Falcons coach when I was growing up. Yeah. He had two stints. So he, June Jones is air raid. I mean, we're air raid. You yeah. Know, man. It was pretty cool. Who was that? Timmy Chang. Yeah. Timmy Chang, Colt, uh, Colt, Colt Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. He, he can he sling the, it. He went to the, the, was it Fiesta? It's a Sugar Bowl. Fiesta? Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. They played yeah. Georgia, guess, right? They yeah, got we got ex- murdered they got by Georgia. I remember that. We, <laughs> we, they were, it was good all year. We were like, holy crap, we're going to make it to like a major bowl game. And we, I remember watching that game and we just, it wasn't even, it was never close. It was just like totally outclassed. Uh, that, who's, guy, that guy is not having a good one, by the way. Mm. I, who's the guy? He pops up in my news cycle now and again. Not good. Who's the uh, who's the commentator? 
who's always wearing the the you know, he's like the huge dude. He's always wearing the the Hawaiian shirts and Robert Kekaula. Yeah, he, I love. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, like I, I used to bet on so much whole, like <laughs> Hawaii like whack football back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be on tilt at like eleven thirty. Be like, all right, I got. I'm putting it all in this. He's a ledge. Yeah, he's been he's been around forever. Um, he's he did the news as well. I think it was the KHON news and. Um, he was the sports guy and basically he's doing the sports for the, the local news channel. And then he would do all the, the announcing for the rainbow rainbows games. And uh, so in Hawaii, like the football's big, obviously high school football is huge and base, but, but the other biggest sport in Hawaii is volleyball. So the, the UH volleyball teams, men's and women's are both really, really top, top level programs. I don't, I'm not, not sure if they are now, but they were, for like the entire the entirety of my childhood growing up, you know, we had really good volleyball. Random. Huh. I would watch it on television. I was into it. Volleyball is actually really good. I used to love going to like volleyball games in in high school. It's like a really good thing to watch in person. They're yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, do do <laughs> Lua- Wait, Todd Graham is at Hawaii? <laughs> the old Arizona State guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That guy, that guy's the worst. Yeah, that guy is among the worst. I don't know if we can call him the worst, but he's among the worst. Poosh, last thing on Hawaii, do, do luau's happen all the time? What, what do you need to do to get invited to like a luau? Luau's happen all the time. Um, and, and what makes a luau? So a luau is generally just is a celebration of something. Obviously, it's a birthday or uh, it's a big. It's usually a big celebration. So it's like a fortieth or like a a first birthday. Usually, um, uh, if you your baby's first birthday, it's a baby luau, and that's kind of a tradition. You you throw a big party for everybody. You rent out like a social hall or a big house or something, and you emu a pig. So you put a pig in the ground, steam it underground, and uh, that's just part of the culture. Yeah. You have, I, I love it. Yeah. Big, big party. Just drink a bunch of beers and play music, listen to music. Are, are you going to take your new daughter over for a, a baby luau? I think, I mean, I don't know if we'll make a, be able to do a baby luau, but she's turns one in April. So we'll see how uh, this whole thing's going. Um, I'd like to get over though eventually. Well, I'll give you my address off air if you need to send out invites. <laughs> I can just give it on here. <laughs> what's uh? What's the deal with Aloha Stadium? They're gonna knock it down? Really? Yeah, they condemned so heard, it the other day. <laughs> oh, so now, I, now I'm. I, I, when you sent that, I was like shocked, right? And so I, I was doing some some looking in, and it looks like they're gonna keep it open for like random for some other things before like. But just not not have like, fans or. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's got to be something structural in the in the fan in the seats or something like that. That's like, oh, if you put this could fall or this could. Oh, I got deep know, into it. So they, yeah, they did they did that, and then they did um, when they poured the concrete, they didn't do it correctly because uh, it, because it's got those like movable wings, right? That yeah. or that like used to move, I guess. And then um, like I never realized they had minor league baseball there for forever. Um, and then uh, about a nightmare this travel. was this was an unbelievable Wikipedia wormhole to go into. Um, and then the other thing was uh, they they used a type of steel that that was like already rusted, I guess. Um, but it just instead of like treating it a certain way, it just kept rusting. 
like they pre-rusted it, but it, and it just keeps deteriorating instead of like, you know, I don't know. So they should condemn it for all those Pro Bowls it hosted. <laughs> Did you ever go to the Pro Bowl, Push? I never went to the Pro Bowl. It was always during school, me and like my parents were not like. I was like, oh, can I go to the Pro Bowl? My dad. <laughs> My dad was not like a, a big football fan. Like he'd watch, but he wasn't like weigh in on it like I am. And so he'd, if I wanted to go, it was always during my sports season too. I was playing soccer or I was playing, you know, or I was playing soccer. So I was like, it wasn't really an option to like bounce from the team and like, oh, I'm going to go take a weekend off and miss a game to go catch the Pro Bowl or something like that. It just wasn't <laughs> happening. And like, um, I, we played, I played in there in the stadium. We played state championships there for soccer and it sucked. Like the turf would get like <laughs> nuclear hot. So my feet, I just remember like every memory I have of playing there is like my feet being on fire, like the entire game. It's like old school AstroTurf that's like 96 degree Hawaiian sun just beating on you. And like, it, it was like a hot box in there. So another hot box reference. Um, going back to you. So you're, um, your mother's Japanese. Have you ever been over to Japan? No, his mother, I thought, is from Dodge City. Oh, your mother's from yeah, Dodge so my City. Dad, Dad's my dad, so Sorry. it's, again, this is where it's, it's a long story. Uh, I can break it down. You don't want to go there. It's, uh, my dad is Japanese. I've never been. My, my, my sister went, and she climbed Mount Fuji for her 30th birthday, and she had a great experience. I've never been. It's one of my bucket list places that I want to go and visit. Um, we got to get you guys big in Japan. So you can go tour there. Dude, we actually had an an offer to go to Okinawa to play for the troops right before COVID. So we were about to get our get. I was about to get my trip in to Okinawa. So to be clear, you guys were not supporting the troops. <laughs> we were. Well, you wanted to, but you have not supported the troops. Randy, the only one that wasn't supporting the troops was the vid. Okay, that's very true. No, that'd be the awesome. I, I hope you guys can do that. No, yeah. I think they said they were okay with postponing it till 2021. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, who knows? I'd like to get over there. I know Tron. I know Tron. You're a you're a big uh, obsessed Japophile. Oh, for sure. The whole culture. Proper, proper term to say, but I'm yeah. Japanese. I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Um, no, no, no offense to anyone. Shout out to Bill Parcells, right? <laughs> we got to get you over there. We got to get. We, yeah. Let's just go together, Sean. Oh, I'm in, man. You, mm. Once once the world gets back to normal, that's that's one of the first first trips I want to take. See if I can squeeze into some of that some of that Japan Odyssey gear that you got. Yeah, I'll call up Curtis, get a whole new whole new uh, whole new shipment in. I mean, get me on the Jumbo Ozaki line. <laughs> Did you ever? Um, we'll get you in the Matsuyama uh, <laughs> gear. Uh, all right, so God no, you're a giant. Niners fan. We haven't talked about Shanny and the Niners yet. We, you, you and I text often about Shanny, just about how how much of a this is a Shanny house to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Very much a Shanny house. Um, I mean, I, I think I like he should that. win NFL Coach of the Year this year for what he's done with that. Like for like that's like the worst injury luck I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, to how did you become a 49ers fan? Like is that is that kind of the de facto? Thing. It's one of the de facto teams. I think being a West, we get a lot of West Coast TV, the West Coast TV market. So it was like, you grow up in Hawaii, you're either a Raider, you're Raiders, Niners, Cowboys, or Pitt, or the Steelers. A lot of people are Steelers <laughs> of course, fans. Of course. And 
Um, I, my dad, my dad, when I was a kid, my dad was just like, loved Joe Montana. I think it was just like the all American quarterback. He loved Notre Dame. He was like way in on Lou Holtz. <laughs> so it was like one of those presidential medal like, of freedom. Yeah. Winner Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> what a story. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, he, uh, yeah, he was just, a, we're in on the Niners. So I just, I just, in our house was like, I just remember rooting for the Niners as a kid stuck with me. Um, I had buddies that were Cowboys fans and Giants fans. So it just became like a competitive thing. And um, yeah, I just love, I've always loved the Niners. I mean, it's been a tough, tough road for the last few years, 20 or 25 odd years, but. uh, I mean, relatively speaking, you're talking to a Bengals fan and like Falcons and Jags. (laughs) You got a, you got a franchise quarterback now though. So. Hopefully, yeah. Could we'll be, see. We'll see be. how they. Are, are you happy with the way that, like, what happened with Jim Harbaugh leaving San Francisco? The cucumber. So, that that always struck me as very basically, odd. So basically, that was a power struggle between Harbaugh and and Balky. So Balky's in was, Jacksonville right now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, you guys are about to experience that, man. That's going to be awesome. Um, he's awful. So it was, uh, it was Balky, Balky and Harbaugh were just having like a meat off, like, oh, oh no, no, it was like one of those, you know, like, oh, there's like two, like, two of those Rams in, in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, planet earth, you know, up on total, the mountainside, just going at each other, like chest, chest beating, like who, who's going to power struggle. Right. Cause they were not hired. They were hired separate of each other. And Jed York was kind of like this young, they, neither of them, I think, I don't think Harbaugh respected Jed York at all, like at all. So <laughs> there's a story about uh, Jed York coming into a meeting and Harbaugh telling him, yeah, Hey, you can't be in here. This is a meeting for men only. <laughs> and like basically boot, booted him out of the meeting and like York never recovered from that. And like from that moment on, he was kind of sided with Balky. So when it came down to Balky and Harbaugh were like feuding because when it came to the draft, Harbaugh would be like, I want this guy, I want this guy. And then Balky would just, Balky would not, he would go over the scouts' heads. Like he wouldn't even tell the scouts and he'd just pick a guy. Like the scouts would all be like, okay, here's our guys, here's our guys. And Balky would just go over the top and pick whoever he wanted and would shock everybody. Everybody in the room would be like, wait, what the fuck? Like we didn't even discuss this guy. Like you just went uh, went over our, our helmets and like picked some random, some guy that we aren't even talking about. And that Harbaugh didn't want. And so he's just loaded the roster with all these guys that Harbaugh didn't even want. And so there was all this friction. They just couldn't even talk to each other. And York basically just was like, when we went eight and eight that season because of the injuries, York was just like pulled the plug. And I mean, it's no stranger that Harbaugh is like one of those guys that gets on people's nerves. Cause he's just such a like <laughs> for sure weird <laughs> yeah. ego. He kind it's of like bro. the whole and point so, though. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, he. Yeah. I think he feels. Yeah, it just seems like he just feels out everybody constantly, just challenging people. Well, players like like him because he's like super loyal and like he's a rah rah like team. Except guy. To Alex but Smith, like everyone on the on the on the outside of that is just like, dude, I can't. Stay. Probably just hard to be around all the time, you know, and uh, just hard to deal with that shtick like twenty four seven. So. You know, he's already running his course at Michigan right now. You can kind of see that coming. They just and, extended him, didn't they? Uh, there was rumors. Yeah, I don't know if that's official or not. I mean, 
he, there's rumors that he wants to go get back into the NFL though. Right now, there's a bunch of like who Fox, was bef- so. who was before Harbaugh was that was that Singletary? Yeah, Singletary. They had quite a run. It was Singletary. no, no. It was it wasn't? was it Nolan? No, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Singletary. So it can't, was Nolan. Can't do it. it was, <laughs> can't do it. No. Can't win with him. No. Can't do it. So no, I have some great. So I have some. I'm buddies with a bunch of guys that played played under under Singletary for the Niners, and they t- told me these stories about how he would give these team speeches the night before games and he'd pull them in the auditorium and he would just do shit. And like people and the guys would just be sitting there like in disbelief. So one of them, he brought in a toy, but a toy bicycle with training wheels on it, like a kid's bike. And he just got in front of everybody and they're all sitting in the, in the auditorium and he like comes in and he just starts like unscrewing the training wheels and pulling the wheel, pulling the wheels off the bike and doesn't say anything. And then just like, walks out of the room, takes the training wheels off and walks out of the room. And all the guys are just like, wait, what? And then the next one, he comes in like the next week and he starts, he has a thing of balloons and he starts cutting the balloons. And apparently J- Justin Smith just snapped and like got up and was like, what the fuck is, like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? I just snapped, like, couldn't take it anymore. Justin and, Smith's a dog too. <laughs> yeah. He just lost, he lost, he lost the locker room big time. <laughs> big time. It was just like, God. I don't think anybody was... They they had trying some to, trying to go there freaking hunters on that defense. Oh, they're through the you know Willis late and, Singletary, yeah. early Harbaugh, Navarro years. Bowman, Navarro Bowman, oh. Willis, yeah, yeah, Ahmad Brooks. Ahmad I mean, Brooks the, the, was like a the, hired like he was like a mercenary. He <laughs> just show up and so, kill people for you. Yeah, the, and those guys were like classic old school NFL players. Were like if you were a rookie going into that group of guys, like you're probably having to do some like really, really weird, you know, stuff to like break into the locker room. And there's a story, there's a story I just saw about Justin Smith, like Joe Staley was a rookie and Justin Smith, like Joe, Joe Staley, like off season left town and went to somewhere else. And Justin Smith had a party at his house and burnt all of his like all of his outdoor furniture and like made a huge bonfire and had the entire like D line over to went over to Joe Staley's house, like got blackout drunk on beer, just drinking beers all night and burnt all through all of his patio furniture into his outdoor fire and like lit up this huge fire. And then they call, they were like calling him and taking pictures and stuff like, and Staley was a rookie. So he was just like, uh, he can't really do anything. It's Justin Smith, and he's like <laughs> a giant, like you know, intimidating guy. And I thought, and 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 here I thought all along that Alden Smith was was the was the crazy one. Was, was the Smith with so, the screw loose? So I remember we played a show in San Francisco, like right when that Alden Smith got his got the D, that DUI, and I had a, a buddy that was on the team at the time. He came out to the show. And he was on the bu- the bus, and he, I was like, "What's up with Al?" And like, he's like, he's like that guy is, he's like he's one of the freakiest dudes ever. He he literally came straight from jail from like the drunk tank to practice, and like put just showed up and put his pads on and like came out to practice like straight from the drunk tank like <laughs> like nothing happened, <laughs> like like nobody Hell said yeah. anything. Like Harbaugh was just like. Like just let him go. Like don't even like you know there was no like disciplinary thing. It was just like all right. So what do you get back in there, buddy? So what do you think they're going to do with Jimmy G or are they going to bring back the cucumber? Um, You know, should never let go of the cucumber. 
What is Jimmy G? What? Yeah, what's his future? Uh, it's hard to say. It's it's a it's a coin flip right now. I think. I mean, I honestly think. Uh, Jim, I think. I think Shanny wants to get probably wants to move on. I think he probably sees the the level of quarterbacking in the NFL that and, and what's coming out of college right now. I think it's this draft class in particular is pretty strong from what I have seen. And so I think, you know, he looks back at that draft where he went and got Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster and passed on Deshaun Watson and Mahomes. Yeah. And I'm sure he's probably every day of is probably looking back at that and like, shit, man, like that could have really changed things around here if we had Deshaun Watson running this offense. And it honestly doesn't take that much to run the offense. Like, that's why I'm surprised that like he hasn't like I, I'm like he finally went and got uh, a guy like Josh Rosen kind of off the scrap heap, but like a guy with kind of some bona fides versus like you know everybody else that's been a backup, you know Mullins or or Bethard or those guys. It's like he, like he really hasn't had anybody waiting in the wings, and is that just because they wanted to be totally committed to to Jimmy G or? Well, he wanted Cousins. That's who, he, that's who he originally wanted. That's why they didn't even scout quarterback. They didn't scout quarterbacks that year because he drafted Cousins in Washington. Yeah. And so he, there was a whole, like, they were going to go. Like, Staley was like, oh, we're going to get Cousins after the season. Like, they, they basically, it was like in the books, they were going to do it. And then midseason, they got the trade offer from Belichick mm-hmm. to bring Jimmy G in. And he killed it. He went undefeated. You know, he, like, lit it up and – Changed the entire dynamic of the team, and so they're like, "Well, shit!" Like, and, and like, and, we and they were this guy. And they were smart with the contract. Like, they front loaded it and made it, you know, essentially after the first or after the second or third years, like basically a series of one year deals. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it seems like with the you know, like they got to resign what Warner. They got to resign who I love. He's like probably my favorite linebacker in the league right now. Um, but it's like they got to resign a bunch of dudes, right? I think they said we have like 80 free agents or something like, cause we've had so many injuries that we've signed all these, these other guys, you know, to these one year, these one year contracts. So technically they're on the books as free agents for the Niners, but yeah, we've got to sign Fred Warner. I think before that, before Fred Warner is probably Trent Williams, just because they the left tackle up, position yeah. is, they gave up capital you know, premier position. Yeah. He's in he's in the press conferences going like oh I'd be interested to check test free agency and see what I can get and it's like please don't do that because that's going to end up costing the mm-hmm. the Niners twenty million dollars a year you know Jason Verrett had a re- really good year great bounce corner. back year yeah I mean there's just a Sherman's probably going to be gone D Ford's probably going to be gone Richburg the center is gone I and mean, there's just a lot of guys that we signed to these big contracts and I think they're slowly trying to off just get rid of all those guys, the Quan, the Quan Alexanders of the world. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Do you uh, like Lynch? Do you think Lynch is, is the guy? I think Lynch is good just because I think he, he, he's not an ego like Elway or something like that, where he hired Martin Mayhew and mm-hmm. uh, Adam Peters as his guys. And they're basically, you know, his confidants and they're up there and those guys are legit. And now they're saying Adam Peters is always probably going to hire Peters to go to, to Denver to be the GM. And uh, Martin May, he was the GM of, at, in Detroit, you know, before that. So he's got plenty of experience and it's Shanahan, you know, so it's Shanny 
plus that room. And it's not really John Lynch making, you know, making decisions on his own. He's not, he's not the guy. It's really yeah. Shanahan making the decisions, but they're, they're, I was just bummed you know, that, they're signed as a team. I was bummed that they got rid of Pettis. Pettis was my guy. Dude, he bombed out, man. I was <laughs> shocked. The guy was spry weird. in college. Weird guy, though. Just a weird guy. Poosh has always been very pro Trent Taylor, very anti Pettis. The Niners' whole skill position very much underwhelms me. You're not an Ayuk and. Uh, no. Um, God, who else? Do they is, have? You're going you're gonna to come around on Ayuk. Once you get somebody. Exactly. That, Nobody even knows who they have. <laughs> well, Ayuk is. Ayuk is really good. He just needs somebody yeah. to get on the ball. Like, yeah. Um, and d- so I don't think we had a single game this year where Ayuk, Debo, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle played together. So that was not even a, a thing that happened in this entire season just because of the way that the injuries went. And so, you know, Ayuk had a had a really had flashed a lot and had a really solid year. I just think you need somebody to get on the ball when you've got Mullins and Bethard kind of getting you the ball. It's tough to look good. I mean, that's just the reality of the NFL. Like if you don't have somebody giving, getting you the ball, it doesn't really matter who you have at receiver. Well, Mr. Poosh, we'll, um, it was nice to shed some light on, you know, a little bit of our history and a little bit of your history. I think most of our listeners are, are very familiar with you in, in one way or another. So hopefully this provided a bit of context and, uh, we appreciate all your spicy Hawaii takes. You were extra spicy today. Hey, thank you. I'm 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 prepared for full, to get full mea culpa. Oh, I hope there are a couple. I hope I hope people I get in your ass about your power rankings. I I hope they call you a howlet. Oh, by the way, did you watch the Monte Teo thing last night? Speaking no, of Hawaii, but I, I was just reading about it this morning, so I'm I'm definitely got it in. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I'm curious to <laughs> curious to. To, uh, he's like a, he's like one he's like one level away from friend of a friend, so I'm like afraid <laughs> to like go public with my Monty Teo takes. Well, that I means might actually that, run run into the guy at some point. That means that uh, his girl is you're, you're, two, you're uh, exactly. two levels away from friend of a friend. Yeah, girl. So uh, we might have to bring you back on at some point to break that uh, yeah. thirty for. I believe that's a new thirty for thirty on uh, the ESPN networks right now. So, Mr. Poosh, thank you very much. Um, enjoy the new year. Hopefully you're able to golf a little bit out there. Congrats on uh, for you and your wife, your daughter. Um, and, yeah, thanks thanks for being a great ambassador and, and a good friend. Hey, thank you, guys. Congratulations to the, the Schuster family. Um, so many things happening with Neil's engagement and the, and the newest addition. Congratulations to Randy for uh, – just being being Randy, the first for uh, tourist sauce season season uh, season six. Oh yeah, dude, the champ, the champ is here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I was seriously stood up. I stood up and fist pumped in my living room when he won. Hey, congratulate me too. I I'm went sorry. up to Georgia and voted twice today. <laughs> that, 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 that's why you had to drop out from the Jack speech. Uh, me too. FSGA oh, thing. You know? I voted by mail, so oh. it's all good. All right, Mr. Poosh, we'll talk to you. All right, boys. See ya. Take care. See you, man. Thanks.
in Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute 